Hey there, I'm Tam and this is... Hello, I'm a Turtle Immortal. And, and we're doing the Hidden Egg Podcast. Um, first and foremost, I'm, I'm recording this on a new program thing, so I hope the quality is about the same. It's okay. a long story. Or better, that'd be nice, but I'm not going to hope for that. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, okay, so we can do the comments from last time. Um, and fair warning, I'm full of feels and thoughts today, so it'll be interesting to try to keep me on track. Also, listener, for the first time ever, I'm wearing shoes. If that matters to you. Anyway, go <laughs> ahead. Um, okay, so I don't remember which ones people were commenting on. I'm still trying to get a feel for the format that I'm doing with this comments thing. But um, I put them in a, an order. And so if one comes before another accidentally, I'm sorry. Um, so the first one I have is from Dennis Gorbanov, and I hope I'm saying your name right. If, if I'm not, please let me know. Um, and, and they were really just happy about the podcast, um, but that it apparently wasn't clear what the podcast is about until like halfway through. That's okay. Um. Also, uh, apparently I got a little quiet. I'm going to try to project a little bit more, but I do tend to mumble. I apologize. Uh, eventually, we'll probably, like, upgrade our um, audio quality, I'm sure. But, you know, we're just kind of winging it for now for fun. But uh, Dennis Gorbanov was the name, right? Yeah. Thanks, Dennis, for your lovely comment. Um, oh, and our podcast is about vulnerability. <laughs> Nominally. Um, so then there was Linda Cowgill that... Apparently, I guess it, that one says March 9th. So this one definitely came before the other one, but that's fine. Um, and, and she really likes the in authenticity and vulnerability that we share. Oh, yeah, that's sweet. That's awesome. I'm, I'm really hoping that people will enjoy that. So thank you, Linda. I appreciate that. Then there was Kay Joseph from Date Unknown. I, I didn't capture that part. Um, that it moved her to so many words that she's writing an article about it, and Aww. I'm really excited to read that. I, I read today she she responded to an earlier comment of mine on one of her articles, and and I'm I'm hoping that whatever I inspired, whatever we inspired, is is next on the on the list. That's very sweet. Fingers definitely crossed. let us know. You said you're going to tag us, but definitely let us know. Um, and then there's Jenny Lane. And I have a I have a bunch from Jenny Lane to be honest. Um, she finally got it working, which is I'm I'm really happy Fantastic. about. Fantastic. I'm still in the process of porting it over to the new RSS version, so I have I don't know how that's going to affect what uh, what's going on there. But sorry, that was getting that was getting annoying to me. Okay. The, the motion in the background with the recording software. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and and I guess okay. I guess Jenny Lane might not be the traditional medium giant in that like she doesn't have the 10k plus followers. I actually thought she did though because she is everywhere, everywhere. Like she's. 
she's like right underneath Tim Denning in how much I see her name pop up on Medium without ever really interacting with her all that much. So that's why I consider her to be one of the medium giants. So maybe, maybe like a mini giant? She's obviously going to be one one day. Like, there's just no doubt in my mind about that. I think it's adorable that she described herself as a little ladybug. That is so <laughs> cute. I hope you become a giant ladybug very soon. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, and she also, she, she also gave me this anchor um, idea. And I'm, I'm not going with anchor. <coughs> I'm going to continue um, pursuing the RSS.com uh, as, as my podcast host, but Anchor is apparently free. I just don't, I, I want more than one podcast is what it is. And I don't want to have to like sign up to different accounts to get that, that experience. And that, that's really why I, I didn't go with it. I'm sure it's a, a wonderful program for when you only want to do one podcast. Tam likes to go in many directions at once. I do, I do, <laughs> and then I end up paying for it many, many ways. But you make so much cool shit, so. Oh, cool. thank you. Mm-hmm. So I've got a, a, a little blurb of several different people, Sierra Lane, Ikin Moses, and J, J, K. Joseph. Mm-hmm. I was going to say K. J, uh, J, J. Kosef, I don't know. Um, they, they all really just kind of said happy things about the podcast Mm -hmm. happy about being mentioned so hello again thank you for listening um another dennis gorbanov telling me (laughs) i'm a productivity freak that because we did two last week and we're not going to be doing that again for a little bit it was a bit of an energy to sink that we weren't expecting but kind of expecting but now that we've experienced it it'll be a little while i think before we can get two in one weekend but we'll see who knows yeah um so so yeah uh dennis we we won't we won't be that that productive for a little bit (laughs) i'm glad you enjoyed it so i've got some stuff from lorna and i don't know like some of this i think was from an email so I don't know how much I'm really comfortable sharing and how much was, was meant to be in a public space, but Lorna Dolan, and I hope I'm saying that name correctly too, I'm bad with pronunciation. Could be Dolan. Um, she's just really excited about the podcast in general. There were some comments in here about um, that she felt comfortable while listening and that that listening to people talking about vulnerability is often a, an uncomfortable experience and the fact that we are so comfortable with each other and also so open has been a, an important part of the listening experience for her interesting uh full disclosure since it's a vulnerability podcast i'm reading these comments as tam is talking about them so <laughs> like i'm not 100 percent like with what you just said um but it's a beautifully worded comment and i love the questions in there um and i'm just gonna i didn't get to read the whole thing and i'm kind of just i'm so sorry i should read these beforehand maybe but um i i really think that what we're gonna do with it is kind of wing it at first like that was why today's topic is supposed to be talking about what what vulnerability as a word as a concept means to both tam and i and uh, I'm excited to get into that, but there's there's so many far-ranging 
concepts associated with vulnerability that we could go in so many different directions. And um, I kind of want to let our passion and motivation and inspiration take us in the directions that we want to go. And sometimes Tam and I's inspirations will clash and sometimes they'll be right on point. And I think that the uh, interesting thing will be to see how they weave. I hope that answers your questions a little bit. I'll probably look at them a little bit closer and maybe answer more directly later. And to be fair, I am writing down these suggestions for topics. Oh, good. <laughs> so it's not, <laughs> they're not like just disappearing into the void. So Lorna did give some, some really good suggestions on things to talk about that we may, we may delve into it later. Um, the ones she pr produced were a little more in depth than I think that we're ready to go into for the first stages, like um, abuse, relationships, work situations. Like these are, are more specific topics that we will definitely be getting to. And I will recall at those times that, that Lorna was the one that, that suggested it. But I don't, I don't know that I can jump right into that four episodes in. <laughs> we'll get there. We, we will we get absolutely, there. Because part of the part of the whole aspect of, of vulnerability that I think is so important to focus on is that being people take advantage of vulnerabilities and it hurts a lot. And I want to make sure that I'm not trying to tell people to go out there and, and take more pain than you've already taken. So like it's a really important aspect of vulnerability to talk about. And we will certainly get into it. But I don't think we're there yet. We're getting there. And like Lorna said in that that comment that I, I think was from an email that um it is an emotive subject and it's close to very you know very close to people's hearts and and i'm hoping that we can get to those more sensitive issues in a way that doesn't hurt <laughs> unfortunately with the vulnerability there's the possibility that we're going to hurt people and i really hope we don't but, um, and I'll say it every time too, for things that might be painful to others that like, I hope, I hope we get through that pain and, and can find more smiles on the other side. And if we cause it, I, I will apologize. Absolutely. And on Patreon, Lorna Delon also, uh, commented that, that she likes the armchair feel nice. that we have here, which I, I, I don't know exactly what that term means, but I get this impression of like the armchair psychiatrist sort of armchair therapy deal where it's it's comfortable and you feel open and free to talk about whatever you want. Yeah, basically I think it's more like we're all just sitting around in armchairs chilling, maybe with some drinks, <laughs> tasty, tasty drinks. Um, Not necessarily alcoholic. There was another thing. Oh, uh, Lorna also said in an email that I got today was that when she listens or watches or, or even sometimes reads people talking about vulnerability um, on TV or whatever, it, it's, it tends to be dry and impersonal and maybe even has a cringe factor because the professionals that are talking about it aren't being really vulnerable when they're talking about vulnerability. Right. The, you, a lot of people feel like they have to really armor up to talk about vulnerability, and so it turns it into a very, like, robotic, dry, mechanical talk, and it's difficult to get through sometimes. And I am the softest little baby boy, so, like, I can't not, can't not be vulnerable. I have to be vulnerable. <laughs> 
I, I can't do double negatives. I'm sorry. Um, but I have to be vulnerable. It's it's very difficult for me to not be. So I, I'm. This is a direction I've been wanting to go for years, and I'm glad I'm going there. Thanks, me. Tam. <laughs> no problem. For pushing me in that direction a little bit. I appreciate it. Um, and then today there was <laughs> one. What? Sierra Lane called me Mort. Yeah, Sierra Lane called you Mort. I love it. <laughs> and his his is a long comment. Like this is a long. It, it's actually I had to take two screenshots of it to Lawrence get it all in there. Sierra has the best comments. Not that anybody else's comments are reduced by it, but like Sierra has this like I don't know two hundred word plus comment chain that that is is just very unique to me. And this particular comment, basically, I'm going to summarize it, but it doesn't do it justice, kind of wraps up the idea of anger as a vulnerable topic, a topic that we, you know, that they're suggesting that we cover. Because when you're, when you're angry, that is, that's an emotion. And, and while it has the possibility of becoming destructive, it's also what lends to a lot of constructive friendship building and relationship building. Yeah, absolutely. And anger is often a response to protect one's vulnerability. Like yes. it's, a, it's a very human, biological, almost yeah. emotional response to, to protect what feels vulnerable. And um, I, had a, I also had a, a really hard time with anger for a very, very long time. Um, and all of my anger now comes out internally. All, all, all of my anger is directed at myself, which is probably not super healthy. So uh, I, I, I totally get its, its, its use and its need in the world. Um, it's, it's being able to go through anger to the other side of it that I think is really helpful for a lot of people. And a lot of people just get stuck in the anger, from my perspective, at least. Now, I'm, I'm going to assume that you're not going to read this whole thing right now but i'm saving I'm, this particular comment for whenever we do an episode on anger sure and i'm also excited to read it probably gonna start reading these comments before these episodes yeah so that's, that's that. fair um because like this is I, I love this so much the fact that y'all are uh interacting in this way is is beautiful i'm i'm floored um and then there, there was some more comments by jenny lane today about the podcast experience and like I'm we're on the same page I think because because she was trying to say that she's not really experienced with the podcast thing and I, I'm, I'm gonna let you know I'm not either like I don't really know what I'm doing we're just sitting here in front of a microphone talking mm -hmm. that is literally what we're doing I, I have a, a, a an outline but it is by no means a script it's basically just hey these are talking points so Here's a thing. Talk about them. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and as far as like making money on it, that's something that, um, that's actually something that I will be talking about. Well, I guess we can talk about it now. The there's when I get things ported over to RSS.com, there's the possibility of setting up donations. Mm-hmm. And because last week was super overwhelming, trying to do two episodes in one week. I thought it might be beneficial to add a donation function if people wanted to try to facilitate us being able to do it more often. 
Yeah, yeah. Donations are something that I, I'm, I'm very much on, in line with. Like that's people deciding that they want to support what you're doing. That's amazing. I am really, I'm really uncomfortable with paywalls. I don't like paywalls. If you want to make people pay to listen to content, that's sad to me, but I also understand and I want many, many, many content creator friends that I have out there to be able to make money. <laughs> but like, I, I don't, it's just a personal thing that I probably just need to address internally. And I want you, Tam, to be successful as well. So do what you do with, if you do decide to pay well. But donations, donations are beautiful. Yeah, but when, when it comes to the hidden egg, I want us to be unanimous. Okay. Okay? There's okay. there's no half... No halfsies. No halfsies. No half-assing anything here. It's either both of us agree or it's not happening. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I wanted to bring that up because if... If you didn't like the idea of donations, and you know, listener, if you don't like the idea of us adding donations, I think that's a, a talking point that we should address as well. Absolutely. And if we do include donations, please never feel uh, obligated to to donate. Um, make sure you're taking care of yourself first and, and your loved ones. You know, if you have a little bit of extra that you want to ship off to us, that's fantastic, and I really appreciate it. But please don't feel obligated. I only ever donate out of love, and I hope you do the same. Okay, so that's all the comments. That's all the comments? That's all the comments. Okie dokie. So now we can move on to the main topic, which is, what is vulnerability? Excellent. I've definitely not put any thought into this. I put a lot of thought into it, and that's that's why that's why we're here, is because I write the things, and I take notes, and you have a brilliant brain. So. <laughs> <laughs> I just talk about shit off the top of my head. Yeah, this isn't the episode where we talk about um, accepting compliments. Although that that is one we need to. That's a valid episode. Yeah, yeah we I need to, to work. That that was from you, good. Again. It's valid um, too. Well, good. <laughs> I have them written down. Um, so when I look up like what is vulnerability, there's obviously there's definitions all over the place. My favorite one is from Brene Brown, but there are apparently types of vulnerability too that maybe at some point we might want to look into but i just wanted to mention them here hmm. there's four types that that they've agreed on i guess um, uh -huh. social vulnerability environmental vulnerability physical vulnerability and economic vulnerability do these apply to the culture or to an individual i think i think to an ind individual i think they probably apply to both but like economic is like it's financial but it's also like where you live is an economic vulnerability because you may not have access to the same opportunities as some somebody who lives somebody someplace else mm. so like there's it's the whole like classism yeah, vulnerability yeah. part so yeah it, it was interesting that they divided them up but I'm going to go with my definition of vulnerability being Brene Brown's definition of uncertainty risk and emotional exposure that's what i believe vulnerability is uh, say that in more words in more words yeah <laughs> explain <laughs> explain what you mean by those three those three hitting points mm. uh say them again well uncertainty right in in that you don't know what's going to happen right um risk in that because you don't know what's going to happen you could fail or you could lose something. Or you could lose something. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then emotional exposure in that you are emotionally exposed. You, what Your emotions are known outside of yourself. And can be harmed. You can be harmed through and, that. Right. And, and those could be used against you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I like it. It's a good, it's a good definition. <clears throat> Vulnerability to me <laughs> within 45 minutes. Um... <laughs> And I, I really have been kind of thinking about what I what I mean when I say vulnerability. And I'm a little, I guess I'm a little um, tunnel visioned on it because it is uh, more about emotional well-being to me. Um, there's a whole side of vulnerability to where we have been harmed. And so we have this emotional spot that if someone touches will trigger us. And that is a vulnerability. You could call that a vulnerability. Um, there's also things that that we're just concerned or we don't like about ourselves, and that it, when or if people find out about those things, we react in a protective way to protect, presumably, a vulnerability. Something like someone getting to know you in a way you, you weren't expecting. That's a vulnerability as well. Ugh, God, this isn't going to go well. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many too many ways to, to take it. But, like, for me, the reason why I wanted to do a podcast about vulnerability, maybe that can help, um, is that, like, part of what I've experienced out in the world with just talking to people for decades is that when you share parts of yourself without being worried about how the other person takes it most of the time that other person really feels like they're connecting with you and they're willing to share the parts of themselves that they're afraid of other people knowing and when people share those vulnerable points like it's almost universally loved like people enjoy that they love getting to know people in that way and so that sort of connection is just so important to me, and I think that we're missing it in the world. I think so, too. And so, like, <clears throat> the difficulty is that I want to do this podcast that encourages people to let down their defenses and let people get to know them. But also, I don't want assholes to be assholes and take advantage <laughs> of people doing that, because fuck them. But... Yeah. So that's that's really the base idea that I have behind the podcast. So do you want me to 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 share with you the traditional understanding of what vulnerability is? Yeah, sure. Because I'll, it's I'll not talk. what Brene Brown. Brene Brown is a a researcher. She researched shame and vulnerability. So she kind of like I feel like with that kind of background has the upper hand on the definition. But Brene Brown is a human being and is still alive and therefore did not exist when the words were themselves created. Mm. And for centuries, people have had a definition for vulnerability that doesn't necessarily align with what Brene, Brene Brown has found. And one of the main components of vulnerability is weakness. Mm. And Brene Brown keeps that out of the definition specifically because of what you're talking about because it's a strength too and the idea that it is a weakness or involves a weakness is inherently flawed 
mm. from my perspective. But there is, like, if you're vulnerable in some ways, you are weak. It is a weakness. It is a, a weak spot that people can use to hurt you. Right. Or take advantage of you. Right. So so there's there's this idea that it is weakness, but it's not really the vulnerability that is the weakness, in my opinion. In my opinion, the weakness inherent in that situation is in someone taking advantage of that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. That's where the weakness is. It's a weak person that takes that takes a vulnerability and takes advantage of that. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I don't like to... I don't even like to hate the people that are the assholes that take advantage because, like, there's a reason why they're pushed to that degree. Sorry, I started talking into my face. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, usually it's a weak moment when we decide to take advantage of others. And you can call out the, the worst assholes in the world that take advantage of people all the goddamn time, your Putins or your Trumps, and, and you can say that, Many, 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 many of their moments are weakness moments. <laughs> you can say that, I think, depending on how you look. Sorry, I got political. If I just lost the entire right, well, goodbye. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Um, there's also the uh, element of attack or harm, which you, you mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, that there's all, almost, almost invariably, when you think about vulnerability, you think about attacking someone or harming someone which I don't find to be inherently useful in a vulnerability either because if you're in a relationship with a person then you're not going to want to attack the other person but you're want you want that vulnerability to be there mm-hmm. so why would it be a part of vulnerability if in some cases attack and harm aren't even warranted right so, like, the definition of vulnerability is, is because it is vulnerable, then it can be harmed, and so they use that as the definition, but it's not really about that, because like you're saying, it is intimate right. to reveal and share your vulnerabilities with a partner of any sort. Well, I think intimacy is vulnerability, but not all vulnerability is intimate. Square. Uh, yeah, square, square rectangle. rectangle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's also liability, because you could lose things. Well, that's... That's sort of like risk, but yeah. risk doesn't mean that you're going to lose it. It means you could lose it, whereas liability kind of implies that there is going to be loss. Does it? Yeah, if something is a liability, it's something that could be hold, held against you. And the or something, perception of it is that it is eventually going to fail you. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and that... I'm let everyone shares that perception but that's fine i I guess that's true but from my understanding liability is it tends to be something you want to get rid of sure you know whereas risk isn't you don't want to get rid of risk you want to calculate risk to your benefit sure it's a little bit different but i also understand that people would say some people would say that they would want to get rid of their vulnerabilities they would want to be invulnerable and uh that's a really sad existence. That is a from sad my existence. From my perspective. And at some point, we will go over why that is sad. But that's not what this one's about. Sure, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Continue. Um, and, then, and then another common theme in the traditional versions of, of definitions for vulnerability is that you're exposed. Which, out of all of them, is the only one I really agree with. Mm. Which is why we were thinking of calling this podcast something about exposing yourself yeah yeah yeah. um 
And yeah, I, I kind of like that. It's like the Wizard of Oz when you pull back the curtain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have this other section of, of my notes. Okay. And because we are podcasters and creators and we're talking to creators, I feel it's best to, when we're talking about what is vulnerability, kind of narrow it down to the people we're talking to, right? Okay. So the people we are talking to are often on Medium or on Twitch or Discord, and they have specific vulnerabilities there of their own. Oh, the platforms themselves? Yes. The people on those platforms? So I, I didn't really speak to the ones about Twitch and Discord because I'm not as familiar with those, but I figure some of the stuff on Medium may still apply to those. Okay. Um, one of the things, and I have a bunch of them. I see. Um, one of the things is like when you're writing memoirs or things that were real events that actually happened in your life. That is a, a source of vulnerability, and people respond very positively to those. Oh, yeah. when you're, It depends. I assume it will depend upon how the writing is received. Because if you're just, you know, doing a memoir that's a real long Facebook post that's just bragging about all of your accomplishments <laughs> and not really revealing any of your vulnerabilities within it, then I don't think it's going to be as positively received. At least not in this day and age. I think once upon a time, people loved a Chad bragging. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But right. these days, it's usually something like on Medium. Most of the people that are, are writing, they know that there's got to be some kind of story to it. Mm. So just bragging about your accomplishments doesn't really fit. No. You know, it's not. That's not a story. That's an ending. <laughs> Where's the rest of it? Where's the struggle? Or a hip hop song, because a lot of those are just bragging about your accomplishments. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, so you, you found that a lot of medium is, oh, in the memoir specifically? I, I found that that is something that people do genuinely enjoy. I don't know that it's the most popular section or anything like that, but, but the people that read memoir-like stories really enjoy them because it's something that they've, they're connecting to. Mm. And it you know becomes part of their journey to recover from you know traumas or to accept situations that they've had to deal with and and becomes a connective experience mm -hmm. of course there's also the risk of you know the people that you're talking about finding out and it having some impact on your daily life which is where the risk comes in oh you mean the people that are referenced within the memoir finding right. out and being pissed and giving you shit or... right yeah, yeah, I understand. I assume that there's stuff like that on Twitch and Discord, but I don't know how much they talk about memoirs and events that have happened. Well, the the only real parallel with what I think with Twitch, I think, is that with Twitch, people are on camera for hours and hours a day, and so end up just revealing parts of who they are, who they themselves are, a lot of times. And people find a way to try and take advantage of that sometimes because there's just a bunch of there's some shitty people on Twitch. And if you're a big creator, you really do have to be careful about how much you reveal about yourself, which sucks. That actually moves into my, my second thing on, on the medium thing is just transparency. The more transparent you are, like if you use your real name instead of a pen name, mm. for instance, or you, you talk about where you live, like you're literally giving out information about yourself onto into the vast internet. Mm -hmm. and, and on Twitch and Discord, this thing... <clears throat> can, this can be a huge problem. I don't know that it's 
that big of a deal on medium because there's not a lot of stalkers that read i guess mm -hmm. but it's still a it's still a fear for many authors including myself <clears throat> yeah i understand that that makes sense um there's also the potential for it to affect jobs so whether it's on medium or twitch or or discord if it's in a public space in general um what you say there could impact your job oh yeah absolutely uh <laughs> i have a job where i work for a corporation 48 hours a week right now and it um i asked like five years ago hey how would y'all feel if i did like a podcast or if i did like a youtube videos or a twitch stream and they were like nah maybe how about you don't and i was like cool <laughs> excuse me sorry about the cough um and i was like cool uh but as long as i don't have the public profile of my actual name it it should be fine based on everything that i've looked into so far hey dear listener if you think that that is a bad idea and i should rethink it or you have other information please feel free to let me know in the comments below. Well, let's be fair. When you asked, didn't they, hadn't they just found some employee that was like putting, I don't know, some pornographic thing there, on the internet? There, there was. Yeah. So, I mean, they were justifiably being cautious at that point. Um, I understand from a corporate perspective that you are absolutely <laughs> correct. I however disagree in that pornographic <laughs> content should not reduce the image no, of your company you're right. from the employees because your employees are people and we want them to live beautiful, artistic lives. And there was literally no connection between that pornographic content and the company. It right. wasn't like it wasn't he was, sponsored. <laughs> right. He wasn't using their name or image or anything. Okay. If the name of my goddamn company slips out of my mouth during this we're gonna have to edit that out i'm so sorry <laughs> i don't want to edit yeah, any no, of this that's fair but uh I, I unfortunately will have to have that happen if it does slip out of my mouth i guess i'm just gonna have to teach you how to use audacity oh yeah that's right yeah 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 we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it yeah we'll talk about uh, it I'll, I'll try real hard <laughs> for it to not slip out so other other things are like feedback when you get feedback that leaves you emotionally vulnerable because whatever they have to say could hurt you. You're mm -hmm. putting creations out there into the world. And even if you don't really care about them, there's still a point where like, if somebody's like, yeah, that shit, it's gonna kind of hurt. Even if you agree. There's a potential too, of course. And and that, that you know, it's it's not, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal because it's, you know, it's just what people are saying. But when I, when I when I watch the creators that I care about, not that I don't care about people, but they tend to talk about, you know, going through the, like, kind of the steps of growth, I guess. I don't know. I don't remember what they called it. But but there's, like, a, a kind of a rite of passage that you go through as a creator when, when you get, you know, this big and that big and whatever. There's a point at which the comments start just flying in. And even though you have like hundreds of people saying great things, these like 10 over here are the ones that really smack you in the face. Mm -hmm. And that that is a rite of passage for creators to overcome that hurdle. Oh, everyone, and everyone deals with that differently. There's some 
even big creators that cannot get over those 10 comments out of a thousand like that and they struggle with it every day and there's some that that were initially harmed by it and then developed um an armor against it to where like people saying shit in the comments didn't matter to them no matter how fucking gross those comments got so it's a it's a spectrum but yeah the natural progression of an online creator is like at first from what i've seen from my perspective at first the people that first find you think you're awesome and then you get a bit bigger and then like a couple of people are trolls and then you get huge and you get like just avalanches of love that are hard to process individually which i'm honestly terrified of ever getting to if we ever get there i'm gonna be very very scared but um and then a few like horribly hateful comments sprinkled out throughout them and uh, it's very sad i don't know why people feel like i don't know why people wake up and say i want to make someone else's day worse today especially if it's a stranger i mean if you're having problems with a loved one i don't agree with it but do you, you do you but a stranger why what does that do for you how does that benefit you I don't know. Sometimes I think it makes them feel better about themselves, but I really don't know. I feel like I missed a stage in like middle school or early high school because I feel like, because I, I feel like middle schoolers are assholes, <laughs> and like really get that joy out of pushing else somebody else down to make themselves feel good. Not all the time, and not every single one, of course. But like, I feel like there's a lot of people that go through middle school to do that, and like that's the energy that just kind of like residually exists in people for a few more years while they're trolls online and some people forever some people forever but like i just never really got it i don't understand what that does i don't know and we're not to be to be honest dear listener neither one of us have, have ever actually gotten to the troll stage so if slash when that happens we're gonna have to make a we're gonna have to do an episode on it Oh yeah, probably. Like that's gonna be a part of the podcast. Wait, you know me. Acknowledging those. Like when we get our first few trolls, I'm gonna be as excited as Dr. K is. You know, like um, that's just a thing that like when someone comes up here and is like that mortal dude fucking sucks. He's the worst piece of shit ever. I'm gonna be like, oh, really? Why? Why do you think that? Yeah, you're so weird. I'm so I'm so interested now. <laughs> so, so dear listener. And dear troll, please leave your comments below. <laughs> and it's 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 like that on Twitch and Discord, but I'm probably worse. Regret that. Yeah, probably. Well, whatever. Anyway, sorry. Say that again, please. Um, the 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 comments and trolls and everything is it's way worse on Twitch and Discord than it is on Medium. Medium does a really great job at policing those people. I think Discord has. I don't think Discord has a lot of people. Well, I haven't seen a problem with trolls on Discord, but I'm very, very, very light in Discord. Mm. I have a few communities I interact with, and that's it. And they're very small, at least comparatively. Well, I've heard things. Sure. I understand. Um, but then, you know, there's also... What was I talking about with money, opinions, and plans? I don't remember exactly what I meant by that, but... That's okay. Um, oh, sharing how much money you're making, that's a vulnerability. Because, you know, on one hand, you want to, like, appear like you're being successful, but what if you're not actually monetarily successful? Mm. You're just successful at actually making the things and putting them out there. Kind of like me. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that becomes a, vulner a vulnerability that, like, people could 
uh, knock you down and be like, well, you're not really making anything for it, so why would I listen to you anyway? Right. But then, it on the reverse, if you are making a lot of money, then people still cut you down and like, well, yeah, but like, I'm not making that much money, so obviously whatever you're doing isn't going to work for me. Well, yeah, you, you're never going to be able to make everyone happy. There's always going to be like the loudest portion of any tiny community is going to be able to troll you in certain ways, depending on how you react. But if you become rich and put out shit content, then the people that love rich people that put out shit content are going to be there to listen. And if you're poor putting out quality content, then the people that love poor people that put out quality content are going to be there. That's kind of how it goes all the time. I mean, the people, like you said, those hundred or those thousand comments that are kind, that are listening, that care, that are interacting in a positive way, that has to be the focus. I know it's hard. I know it's very, very difficult, but it's got to be a conscious decision as often as it can be to say, I care more about the people supporting me than the people trying to tear me down. Right, right. But it is a vulnerability. Yes, it is absolutely a vulnerability. Um, and then erotica, just generally. It's a very intimate subject matter. Sure. So that makes it vulnerable in and of itself. Just it is vulnerable. It is vulnerable, yeah. It's vulnerable to write about. It's definitely vulnerable to write about. Uh, the, the writers of erotica, um, I am amazed by. I have been interested in potentially writing erotica myself occasionally. I don't know if I'll ever get there. We'll see. That could be interesting. Um, but yeah, because you have to use your own passions and your own your own ecstasy to produce content like that is interesting. And it's a different form than like visual pornography or right. you know uh, or anything else. Um, audio porn is audio porn a thing? I don't know. Yeah, what that is. I think so. That's interesting. It's gotta be right. <clears throat> I don't know. Probably everything's a thing. At the I end mean, of the, day. The, the, the people people record themselves like reading erotica out loud so maybe that counts yeah yeah mm -hmm. but yeah there's um and we're in the the u.s of a and there's a very uh heavy what's what's the word can't remember the word not super sex positive can't remember the word um <laughs> Uh, puritanical? No, that's a little. Mm. That's a little harsh. Um, it's not super uh, open about sex, and it, it really bothers the hood. I mean, we're in a pretty midwestern red uh, area, also. So like, it's like nobody talks about sex, and the people that are allowed to have sex are married, and it's very, very, very silly because it's it's a it's a human thing, and it's a human thing that every person that's gone through puberty is going to have some sort of draw to not every person that's gone through there are ace people out there of course you know shout out to my ace homies um but uh the vast majority of humanity does feel a lot of that um natural urge and desire and treating it like treating it like a secret that needs to be protected makes everybody go crazy trying to figure out what the secret is Sorry, I got a little sidetracked with that because I felt bad because I felt like I was dogging on aces and I don't want to I don't want to downplay ace ace representation. It's asexual if you don't know what ace is. 
I, I, I try to sum it up by saying that I don't have a problem with anybody's beliefs or choices so long as they aren't impacting somebody else's beliefs and choices. Absolutely. So if you're asexual, go at it. That's great. Or don't, you know, whatever. But don't make it to where because you don't like sex and you think it's disgusting Wait, no, that no, no, nobody no. can have sex. Yeah, but there's no asexuals out there that are determining policy. I'm not entirely sure that's true. I just don't think that they... I don't think that they identify as asexual. I think that there's a puritanical anti-sexual people that I would not put into the group with my asexual That's homies. That's fair. That's fair. I would not do it. That's all I'm saying. I'm talking <laughs> about it as a classification. I, I You're understand. talking about it as an identification that people right, as choose. A choice, exactly. So they're just they're we're yeah, using yeah, yeah, the yeah, same word for different purposes here. Oh, right. But if you're just married for 40 years and you don't want to sleep with your wife anymore, <laughs> you're not asexual. I'm sorry. <laughs> Cuz you're thinking about sleeping with other people, aren't you? I'm being a dick. Well, they don't might be. If they don't identify listen. as asexual there, then they can be asexual. It's fine, but like don't make it to where everybody's an idiot for not having that same choice. Sure. Mhm. You know. That's all I'm saying. Um so a lot of the risks Coming back to my notes, a lot of the risks in whatever you're doing, creating in any any sense, um, I boiled kind of boiled down to three different things. There's gullibility, being wrong, and being less. And while gullibility could technically be married to being wrong, um, the gullibility is also in like being taken advantage of, like people on there's some people on medium that are like oh i make this amount of money doing this and your your article will go viral if you just buy my program yeah that, that same shit happens everywhere there's people on twitch that pop in and they're like i can take your stream to the next level if you just sign up at this website <laughs> right right it's right like, thanks buddy but there's also thing. there's also the the follow follow for follow thing which it's not it's not really a scam inherently but it does have its drawbacks where like you start thinking oh these are all real people that are following me and i'm following them and we're you know building a community here like what i was trying to do with follower to follower mm -hmm. unfortunately a good like 70 percent of those people don't stick around whether they're real or not is is inconsequential in six months 70% of them aren't even going to be there. So you can't really count them as people anymore because they're absent. So, like, what were you really building towards? Okay. And that's a that's a part of the gullibility of, of, you know, what you can be vulnerable doing and trying to be open and transparent because, like, my follower-to-follower follower thing, I was pretty transparent the whole way about my feelings about it, what my intentions were, and then at the end, I had to just kind of accept that, you know, all the things I thought to be true, they weren't. Mm -hmm. And that goes into the being wrong also. Yeah, I don't know that you were gullible in that. You were just trying it. But I, I don't like the word gullibility, so I'm just going oh. to bow out of the word. Why don't you like that word? The only reason that gullible is a word is because somebody is actively trying to take advantage of them. Mm. The reason why the word exists is because they are being taken advantage of. Like, you're so gullible. I took advantage of you. I got you to say D's nuts or whatever, you know? Right. Like, that's a very minor example. <laughs> but, like, that's, like, the whole point of the word gullible. And it's, like, let people be fucking uh, pure and innocent. 
for a little bit. Like, they'll learn as the world goes along, but you don't have to teach them by, by fucking attacking them with anything. That's true. A lot of the feelings that I have about that whole situation come from people that were trying to tell me that I was being a scam, that I was, you know, being fake or stupid. And I'm like, I'm literally telling you my thoughts as I have them. Exactly. Like, I'm not conning anybody into doing these things. This is this is what I see as being possible, and I'm just trying to achieve that. Yeah. And and there were some people that I had to block that, that wanted to tear me down. Yeah, yeah. And they may have genuinely believed that there was more to what you were saying than what you were saying, that you had some sort of intentions that you were not revealing. Some evil agenda. And you were... It's, sometimes it's difficult for people to realize when people are being genuine because we've been taking advantage of so many times. Right. Because assholes exist. Right. Also, never mind. Go ahead. Next. Okay. That was quick. Yes, it was. Hit a brick wall there. Um, but then there's also, like, there's, there's the being less of, like, not being as good as this writer or as this Twitch streamer or whatever, not having the resources that, you know, they have. We don't have the best equipment, for instance, on this podcast. So one could say that we have less. We are, quote unquote, less than some other podcasts because we don't have the quality inherent. Okay. Or we don't have the knowledge or the skills. We're not as connected. Like there's. Or the followers or the experience or the connections to media or the employees. Like there's a whole bunch yeah. of things that we can say that we are lower than somebody else in. But so is it feeling like you're not as good as someone else? That is the vulnerability you're referring to here. I think it's twofold. I think the feeling is definitely part of it. But then there's also um, what happens. Oh, you're talking about like the the bigger people, the people with that are that are more than, that are better, that take advantage of the little guy. That too, but okay. on top of that, the expectations you have at your level, and then you you do the things that you think are are enough, mm. and then you find out, oh, I just I don't have the things. I don't know how to how to get this across. It's all things. You, you take the actions that you feel like are enough to get you to a specific level, and then you're like, oh no, what was holding me back was yeah. not the possessions that I own. Exactly. The tools that I'm using. Exactly. Yeah, I understand. Or just knowledge, or even just connections. Like if you just don't know enough people. Right. Where's the vulnerability again? <clears throat> the vulnerability in that is is accepting those things, admitting those things without taking them as shame onto yourself. Mm. So a lot right. of the medium journey is is and I'm sure in the creator world in general even with Twitch and, and Discord and all that a lot of the journey is just accepting that you are where you are and it's okay that you aren't going at so and so's pace and that you haven't reached so and so's subscribers and that you haven't made so and so's amount of money per month but you're doing what you're doing. Right. It's very important. It's, it's so important to realize that a lot of the biggest people on the internet, a lot of the biggest content creators, they got super lucky. Yeah. A lot of it was almost random. There's a few people that worked really hard in specific, actually most of them worked really hard, don't get me wrong, but like they, along with a thousand other people, were working incredibly hard, and this person got it and not these other 900 people. Right. And some of that's luck some of that's always going to be luck and circumstances like you just say the right thing at the right time and it hits the right 
10 people that then turn it into a meme and spread it to 100,000. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, like, if you... Uh, my personal belief on feeling like you're less than others is that you, you have to create what makes you happy to create. And you have to find the smiles. <laughs> yep. And that's, that's, that's how I try to look at it. And it's not easy. Some days are, are easier than others. Yeah. I know. It sucks. Because the world is pressuring you to feel like you have to make money to be a real person. As an aside, I don't know if this is actually coming across on, on the uh, microphone, but my stomach is very loud right now. I'm super hungry. So I think we'll probably need to uh, wrap it up here. Yeah, yeah. Next time, my my suggestion for the topic for next episode is mm. why be vulnerable Ooh. but we keep getting all these suggestions and i feel bad putting them off so i feel like why being why why should we be vulnerable leads into some of these other topics but not enough to warrant them being used up as the episode well next episode is our fifth correct yeah so yeah let's next episode use your topic why vulnerability and we'll talk about that and that will be the first five being we determined what we were talking about um and then maybe going forward after that we can start taking in um uh suggestions unless either one of us have like a really strong idea and maybe that will be the time right that we do a second podcast in a week <laughs> maybe 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 we'll keep thursdays for you know, after the next one, maybe we'll keep Thursdays for what the community wants to talk about going forward, mm. and we'll be happy to, to engage in that way. So that's, that's no long-term promises, though. Yeah, who no knows, promises. Who knows how we're going to get burned out and shit. We're both passionate people. <laughs> All right, well, um, so I'm... Oh, you're about ready to do it. Yeah, I was going to do the closing. Is that okay? Yeah, you, you, do the, you know how I've been doing it first before oh, yeah. you. Do you want me to go ahead no, and no, do, go do ahead. my thing? Okay, so cool, thanks. Um... Thank you so much, dear listeners, for being here with us. I really appreciate you spending your time and listening and engaging in the comments. I'm so glad that, you know, there's a few people that are really feeling this. So thank you, and uh, I hope you find smiles this day. And uh, I'm apparently just super excited to go eat something, so I'm, I got a little excited. Sorry. Um, I'm the Accidental Monster. You can find me on Medium, Patreon, YouTube, etc., why are you laughing? Because it's cute. <laughs> anyway, until next time, follow each other, follow the dopamine, and follow yourselves, always.